This is the Between the Covers podcast with hosts Deanne Malone and Rachel Trainum. We'll chat about our current dog-eared books rom-com book club read, all things steamy, and our love of a cute romance. Jump in bed and pull up those blankets. Get cozy. It's time for Between the Covers. Welcome back to another episode of Between the Covers podcast. Today we are talking about the book The Wedding Season by Katie Birchall. And I'm just going to let you know right now, we do talk spoilers. We mention this every time, but it's, it needs to be said because I think some people forget. At least I would forget. And I'd be like, ah, oh, curses. So we are back, 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 back and ready to talk books. We actually just had the in-person book club last night and I finally got to attend one again. Thanks it's, to everyone who came out. Yeah, thank you. It was a good, there was quite a few people there. We have like, an awesome book club. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good turnout on... Um, yeah, I was I was happy to actually make it again. Plus, it's interesting to hear all the conversation um, because normally it's me just hearing Deanne talk about what was said. And so, they are way more interesting than I am. Oh, so. my God. No, 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 no. Not at all. It's true. No, not at all. Um, but before we get into the book, let's talk about what we're currently reading and what do you have up next and what you're looking forward to. Do you want to start? Why don't you start? Because oh. we missed you the last time. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to miss you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so I did obviously just finish the wedding season, but that's a given. <laughs> um, so, or no, I guess it's currently reading. I always do this. I'm never not going to screw it up about what we just finished. That's okay. You can get to say <sighs> okay. what you just finished last episode. So, so what I'm currently reading is Gideon the Ninth by Tamsin Muir. Um, it's a book club book for my friend's book club, like my group of friends. Uh, it's sci-fi fantasy. I don't not like it. It's just kind of boring right now. But I know I've everybody I've talked to who's read it has said that the ending is insane and that they love it. Um, I recently actually even just talked about it with author Genevieve. I almost said Genevieve. <laughs> Genevieve Garnachek. Yeah, Genevieve Garnachek, who is a delight and a friend to the store. Dog oh my gosh, books. we love Genevieve. I think we've talked about The Witch's Heart before, haven't we? Um, maybe. We talked I haven't about read it. it yet, though. Oh, it's so good. I just, I absolutely adore her. And she's one of my favorite people that comes into the store. And it's really cool to have, like, a, like, I mean, I know we have Denise Williams, like, a big time real author. But, like, we have, like, two huge authors that are really good friends to the store so that's incredible and witch's heart is a great book club book Mm -hmm. one of my book clubs read it in april yeah and then another one is reading it in august so highly recommend i have been i was excited about it before i knew genevieve and then all of a sudden one day she was in the store and danica who was working there um is like wait a minute are you the genevieve corner check and it was this whole big thing it was really really cool so yeah, it was exciting. If you're an author and you ever walked in the store, please just tell us and be like, we'll be trouble. We'll try to be like have our cool about it. I'm also reading Island Time by Georgia Clark. Um, I talked about how on the last podcast I was starting it as audio, um, but I'm really needing to read it as a physical version. The audio just wasn't working for me because um, it's kind of there's just a lot of characters, which is a bit confusing. Deanne read it on audio and loved it. Uh, it took I, a while to get all the characters yeah, straight. I love the voice acting from what I heard, like the narrators, because it's a full cast. But um, I think with that one, it's just for me personally, I'm going to need to read the physical one. And then I'm also, I'm reading so many books. Oh, my gosh. I even forgot another one. I'm reading The Ruins by Phoebe Wynn. So she wrote Madam last year. And she kind of does these like psychological thrillers but I think they're a little bit lighter because I'm not really that's not my jam 
Um, but this one sounded really, really good. So I started reading it because I actually love getting the ninth at my mom's house one day. And I was like, I need a book to read. So I started it. And then um, I'm also listening to the new uh, Sylvia Garcia Moreno. Right? I want to read that yeah. so bad. So um, tell me what you think I, of it when you finish. Yeah, I had started that on audio and then I realized the daughter book club of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, the daughter of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> and I realized book club was coming up and I was like, oh, crud, I still need to read the book. And I wanted to read it quickly, so I switched to audio for that one. So I listened to The Wedding Season on audio, and it was really good on audio. Um, but so, yeah, so I've got quite a bit of books in the works right now. That's four books. I try not to do that many at a time just because I want to really give my attention to the book I'm reading. But it's just a fun time of year to really read all around. Like, I have hit every single genre right now, I think. <laughs> Um, That's awesome, though. I yeah. love doing that. Yeah. And then I'm really excited. So what's up next for me is um, Kai Kai by Vishnavi uh-huh. Patel. Um, I, it's, also on my to-be yeah, to read list. The cover is insane. It's so beautiful. beautiful. Um, it's South Asian, uh, like an Indian deity kind of god mythology type setting. Which signed um, me up for yeah. anything oh my in god. that genre. 100%. Yeah. So I remember, and I do know it's Kai Kai because um, Tom V and I were at the store and I came across this book and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't wait for this. So I pre-ordered it for the store and um, I'm like, how would you pronounce the name? So we... Um, we're YouTubing it and it's Kai Kai is what the the person on the video kept saying is Kai Kai. So then Kai Kai was stuck in my head for like hours and I just walk around saying Kai Kai. Kai Kai. So, oh my God, I'm now probably annoying you. Don't, don't stop listening now. Um, and then I'm really looking forward to um, The Force of Such Beauty by Barbara Borland. I can't really remember what it's about right now. But I, yeah, I just came across it the other day and instantly was like, whoa. And I ordered it immediately to pick up at the store at the dog yard books because that's who sponsors this podcast. (laughs) Yay. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. So it feels like a lot of books happening for me right now, but I didn't read a lot during the beginning of July. So I've like been missing it and. I read several graphic novels recently, so I'm like, I need some more meatier books in my life. So that's what I'm moving towards and I'm really happy about. Yay. Yeah. What about you? So I have a book club book that I'm reading right now. It's called The Sum of Us by Heather McGee. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so interesting. It's nonfiction. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking. It's got a great cover too. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to talking to my book club about it. Um, and then for fun, I'm reading Re- Reunion by Megan Quinn. We love Megan Quinn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. We just talked about that. Yeah. Katie, um, one of the booksellers at Dog Yard, had just finished it, and she did a really good book feature about it that was shared onto our, uh, the Dog Yard social media, so you can check that out, too. Absolutely. And then up next is Booked on a Feeling by J.C. Lee, which mm. will be our August book. Yeah. Um, and then for book club, I have to read that Addie LaRue book. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> it's one of those I did not finish last year, but the book club picked it, so I will finish it this year. Um, and talking to Rachel off mic, 
I have a feeling maybe I just didn't listen long enough to get into it because it sounds like my kind of book. I love so it. I think so I will much. love it. I just need to get there. The ending, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like insane. Awesome. Yeah, I loved it. And then looking forward to, I think this is one that you have already given high marks to. Um, Carrie Soto is back <gasps> by Taylor Jenkins. Yes. I. No. Okay, so I really loved Malibu Rising, and I know that's Such not everybody's book. favorite of her books. Oh, I love um, that I, I adored that one. I mean, I read Evelyn Hugo. I was like, I mean, it's fine. Um, I read Daisy Jones, and I was like, it's good, you know. Um, but Malibu Rising, I was like, oh, I loved it. And then Carrie Soto, she is just an insanely awesome, badass character. Like, she did a really good job crafting her story, because she comes off as this, like, homewrecker, you know, in Malibu yeah. Rising, and uh, it's not even about that. Like, it mentions it briefly, but that's not the purpose of this story. And it's incredible. And there's some, like, good romance to it, too. Good. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just took over your talking about your books. That's but okay. I'm really excited about a lot I, of what you're reading. I know. it's, And I, uh, I knew you had read that one and really mm-hmm. liked it, so... I know. Um, I was going to try and, up on my list. I was going to try and get you the arc, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know who has it in their hands right now from the store. I lent it to Katie, so I'm gonna I check in to see if she's finished it yet, and then try and get it to you. But it comes out soon. It comes out the beginning of August. It comes out August, actually August thirtieth. So oh, the end of August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pre-order it. I'll need oh I know I'm gonna need a physical copy of it it's so cool and I love the cover too I've seen the UK cover as well which is also really beautiful um so it's hard to decide I'm like ooh, which one do I want because I personally liked the UK cover of Daisy Jones a lot more um but I only have the US versions but yeah no I like the UK editions of her books a lot and a lot of her books are kind of getting makeovers I noticed too which happens when her when an author becomes popular again and they're backlist really they want us bump up the sales on those but well and i suspect when the movie comes out which i think they finished filming daisy jones is it a movie i thought it was a series movie series whenever it comes out okay. i think everything will get a bump okay i'm so. gonna be curious about how that works because the actress they t- they cast as daisy jones is actually elvis's granddaughter um <laughs> is that cool i did not know that yeah That's um super cool Pretty positive. I believe you. No, I'm trying to think. Like I'm like, almost was gonna say like maybe it was John Travolta. No, no, no. I'm more than positive it's um, Elvis's granddaughter. Um, so Daisy's like mentioned as like a really young character, and she's kind of I think in her like early thirties. This actress. Well, so whoever it is has to play older and younger because. Right, you have a flashback, I, and you have the recording. But it's easier to age people, in my opinion, because you can do a lot with the makeup and like uh, prosthetics. But do you remember when nine hundred two one zero was on, and all the characters were high schoolers, and they were all in their thirties? I mean, that's classic. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> she's right age to play Daisy Jones, and then they'll age her, and she'll look her age. You know what? <laughs> I gotta look it up now. Okay, you I gotta look, look you up. You do some fact checking on that. <laughs> I need to look up who this actress. I can't think of her name. Like it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, it's gonna bug me. Okay. So while you're doing that, I can talk a little bit about. We always have the book club rate this book that we're reading, and Riley we Keough. Get, 
Riley Keough. Yeah, she's the daughter of Lisa Marie Presley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. She was um, born in 89, so that makes her 33, right? Let's not talk about that because I graduated from high school in 89. So we're just going <laughs> to pretend that she's young enough to play somebody who can't drink yet. Okay. Maybe somebody who can't even like buy cigarettes yet or a lottery ticket. So we're just gonna pretend now because this. But is I also don't like Billy. I don't like Sam Claflin as Billy. We might have to have a separate episode on beauty channels. Yeah, sorry. Okay, continue. <laughs> you were going off, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm hooked on this. This is what we're talking about. I apologize. This is how we are off mic too. <laughs> it's super fun. So we always have the people in the club go ahead. Everyone gives it a rating. They can use any um, fractional point that they want. So we haven't had any like 4.99s, but theoretically that could be a vote. And then we average it out based on everyone who's there. So we had 12 people at book club last night. And this book um, got ratings from three to five, and there were multiple threes and multiple fives, and the average was 3.7. Yeah, that, that seems about right. Yeah. And mostly, um, they wanted more spice and more yeah. romance. We talked about books it's that romance. we're hoping to see yeah. uh, coming up in the next year, and they did. They want more spice, and as we mentioned at the last episode... We do our best. Yeah. <laughs> we try, but it's hard to know, like, how much spice you're going to get in a book. Yeah, because we publish six months at a time when mm-hmm. the list will be. So if a book hasn't come out yet, it's really hard for us to tell. And a couple of the books we picked for this year, they're the author's previous book was really, really spicy or just right spicy. And then the book that came out this year was not very spicy at all. And like so, Camilla Knows Best was not spicy. Camilla Knows Best was not spicy. Hook, Lane, and Sinker had some spice to it, but it took she a really She throws long it at you at there. the most unexpected moments, though, That's as well. That's true. I love, I love <laughs> that book. Um, and Wedding Season and Something Wilder were not as spicy. No. And really, I mean, the Charm Offensive wasn't oh super my, spicy either. No. But we love that book, and so that we're very happy with that. That was, okay. without a doubt. Like, I'm like, we need that book. And somebody yeah. said, like, I didn't like that. I was like, I'm like okay. you are not welcome here. No, I'm no. just kidding. Everybody is, allo- like, allowed to have their own feelings on the books. But I'm like, I really adore that, that one. <laughs> I talk about that book all the time. I know. Ugh, That's so- definitely on my top list from last year. Yeah. But I, I think it's fun. We're already starting to craft, like, the list that we're thinking of for next year. Um, cause I think we'll need that finalized by November. At least that's when I plan on asking all the book club people yeah. to have me their list the first six months because I manage all that for the website and I like to have things prepared if possible. So, and I think the one that we can say that we've really settled on is Fizzy's book. Oh yeah. Fizzy. Because I mean, we have been waiting for Fizzy's book by Christina Lauren since Soulmate Equation came out. I and so bet that, that one's going to be spicy, though, too. Like, it has I to be. I hope so. Because she is, like, a very... She's a romance writer. Mm-hmm. Her her life to Like, be a steamy romance author, too, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, Even, like, if she's talking about things that she's writing, it would be mm-hmm. steamy. Yeah. So, I think that's a. am I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. But also, we Christina Lauren is kind of, like, the catalyst of this book club. Like... They were you know, our, our first epicenter. book, yeah. and they were our anniversary book. They were. So it's kind of a... a you two given. better have it out by June next year. Yeah, we we have a request. 
it. And then it'd be spicy. So if it's yes. not spicy right now, can you go Steam add some more spice? It if you want to join us, you can tell us why oh God, yeah. you want it one spice or another. We would love but... to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I really liked Something Wilder a lot. That book I was insane. Something Wilder. And it had some good parts in it. I know. So. I'm like, that's some like moment-ish. I kind of, I'm kind of getting the reputation though as not liking spicy books, which is not true. I know. But we well, just, we yeah. ran into some. <laughs> no, we're good. Some we're good. They just weren't very spicy. It all started with Nina Hill. Which is not spicy at all, but that's okay. I love that book. For those of you who don't know, it's one of my favorite books. I'll have to so. still read it. I own it's it. It's so cute. I own it. I just, well, it's in storage right now, but <laughs> I miss my books. We're going to so have much. a party when all your books are back I'm just going to roll in them, like, you know, like my babies. We're uh, sitting in my <laughs> office surrounded by I know, my books, like, and this is my happy place. So, so. rude. It's cruel. No. It's cruel. No, I'm just kidding. It's nice to let you yeah. come here and be around I know. the books. Honestly, lately at the store, I've just been sitting next to certain bookshelves, like not even bookshelves, like of sections that I read a lot of. Like I was near the nature section. And I was just, just oh, like, I love that one. And somebody that I know um, came up to me because I didn't realize they're in the store and they're a customer of mine from my other job. And I was like, well, hi. And she goes, what are you doing? I was like, just being with the books. I'm like, I just like to be with the books. That was what I would do when I would have, was having like on the verge of major anxiety attacks. I would go to the bookstore and just be around the books. It wasn't that I was buying one. I just needed to surround myself with books and they're my comfort. So I've gotten the reputation at my full-time job of being the dealer of the books. <laughs> I, I manage a few book clubs there and, um, people will come up and just see what's sitting on my desk now yeah. so that's cool it's kind of funny <laughs> um so let's get into the wedding season by katie birchall so tell us about the book um so it's there's kind of like this whole concept of freya and her friends they're all hitting their 30s and basically everybody in their life is finally getting married which in theory, I'm like, no way. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, all my friends were, like, I'm 27, so I have a lot of friends in that range. I was like, oh, that's going to be happening. I'm going to be having a wedding season myself coming up, I'm sure. But hopefully mine does not start the way Freya starts, which is getting dumped the day before her wedding by her fiancé. In a broom closet. In a broom closet, which she <laughs> really focused on in the book. Um, yeah, so she gets dumped. And you can kind of tell she's, like, having a total, like, she's in shock because she keeps, like, focusing on, one, there's peacocks running around because her brother decided to get peacocks for her wedding. Or peafowl. He's like, oh, they're peafowl. Did you know that? The trainer. And she's like, why the, why are there peacocks? Like, and so there's peacocks running around and he's like, oh, what? There's peacocks, but anyway, so he's a dick, and he dumps her <laughs> the day before the wedding, and they've been together. Oh my gosh, I have hiccups now. We just went and had sushi, so and I'm good. like, oh, well, once you got your sushi, it was good. It was good. It was worth <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she's getting married to Matthew after 12 years of being together. Like, they started dating in college, um, and he dumps her. I've said that a million times now. Moving on. <laughs> it was traumatic. It was it's super okay traumatic. Yeah. On it it's just it like traumatic. obscene, like insane. I mean, ultimately, I'm really glad that he did it before the wedding commenced because you often yeah. hear of stories where people are like six months into their marriage and it's 
not the same. Like you've been with your partner for a long time and it is not the same. Suddenly there's like a shift. So I'm glad it happened before they like signed the papers and made it official because that would have sucked even more. Yes. Um. So she's got what seven weddings to go to. A ridiculous amount. Yeah. Over a six month period from March to September. Yeah. I was just. And so her two close friends, who I love, a solid friend. Yeah. In a book, um, they and reminded they me it. of Scylla and Gaz from the Royal We. And the Royal We, if you don't know, is my favorite book. Um. Uh, it is the most cheesy, wonderful um, sort of fanfic of Kate and Will. And the main girl is from Iowa and she becomes a princess. So, Aww. yeah, it's my favorite book in the world. I love it so much. I've like, read it over 17 times, <laughs> which I is a lot. It. Yeah. I love it. I, too, I listen to the audio as like a comfort for me sometimes because I'm like, I don't even need to like re- reread it. It's just like I hear parts and like, huh. like I love every single piece of that book. Um, anyway, so the two friends, why are their names escaping my mind? I have the book in front of me, so I need to, Ruby and, what was his name? Ruby. They were awesome. They're the best friends a person can have in this situation. (laughs) And Freya's wedding was supposed to be the first of the season. And their wedding is supposed to be the last of the season. So they're invested in having her get through the wedding season and be excited for them at their wedding. Right. Oh my goodness. Who is Ruby marrying? Because basically it was like these three early in college and they were always best friends. And then suddenly, you know, Ruby and whatever his name, Leo. Thank you, brain. Okay. Ruby and Leo uh, hook up and it's like, didn't see that coming, but should have known because classic friends like getting together. And they're just so good. They're so freaking cute. They are. Um, and they're hilarious. They're really good support characters to her. So they make a challenge for her to get through the wedding season. At each wedding, she has to do something um, on this list. Everything. Out of her comfort zone. Yeah. And it's a really good way just to basically be a distraction for her. So it's like get a stranger's cufflinks, um, streak naked through um, the hotel. Uh, the hotel. <laughs> um, let me think. Uh, get a kiss. Uh, be the last one standing on the dance floor. All things she wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she it. they don't tell her what the challenge is for the last party or the last wedding, which is their wedding. They said, when it comes to it, we'll let you know. And it was the cutest one. So we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to the end of the book. But um, so, yeah, so she's going through all these challenges and she occasionally is running into Matthew and he's just being like, he is a complete gaslighter. He, he is like essentially like, oh, he's the idiot that dumped her at the day before the wedding. Yeah. The and he's like, I thought you could, you would be the bigger person about this. And she's like, are you, are you kidding me right now? She's like, you dumped me. She gave him a solid swift kick to the balls at one point. She went over and honestly, like everybody at the book club last night agreed, like he deserved a lot more than that. So he's lucky. That was just it. And there was a really solid scene at the end too, which again, we will get to when we get to the end of the book. Um, but yeah, so um, I kind of was expecting a little subtle nod to Sophie, who is the main girl from um, The, the Secret Bridesmaid. bridesmaid. Yeah. I was thinking maybe one of these weddings would have a bridesmaid like, oh, I met her friend Sophie. Unfortunately, I didn't notice one. Did you? I didn't catch it. I was looking yeah. for it, too. But... I was really hoping. Like, I, I didn't need it to be a universe. I just wanted, like, a little subtle nod to Sophie. Yeah. I don't know. I, that book is one of my favorite books, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would have liked to seen that. But... I miss it. <laughs> And she had the perfect opportunity with all those weddings. She did. 
I, I like if I could talk to her, that would be my first question I would ask her. Be like, why didn't you like cameo Sophie? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love an Easter egg in book. Like Sarah Dustin used to does that in her books, and like that, like fills my heart with those like little cameos. And can I take a little detour and tell you my of favorite current Easter egg in a book? What? It's not on our script, but <gasps> oh, the yeah, I know which one. You're the bodyguard. In the bodyguard by Catherine Center, uh-huh. the hottie uh, male lead actor. When she's listing his credits, one of his credits is The Unhoneymooners, which is a Christina Lauren book that is being made into a movie. So that is my current favorite Easter egg right now. Yeah. I, I When I read that, I was like, huh, maybe that's just like a, like a little kind of like random thing that happened. And then when you pointed out, I was like, I thought that was weird. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> So yeah, no, that was such a good answer. And that's not even like their same books. It's not their like I know. crediting another author like a little like. I, I was you. driving in the car and I started screaming in the car. Uh-huh. Sorry to anybody who drove by me and thought I was losing <laughs> it. And I had to come home and open up my physical copy of the book and make sure that it was what I thought it was. Yeah. And it was. That's incredible. Okay, back to the wedding season. <laughs> I don't even remember where I was at because that was so good. Oh, Easter eggs, like expecting Sophie. Um, so yeah, so we get to the start of the book. Is my book signed? Oh, no. Wait, no. Oh, it just looks like ink went through. Yeah, I was like, okay. whoa! But it's not. Sad day. <laughs> um, who was this saying? Oh, yeah. So... She, like, everybody is trying to help her. And I think her dad and her brother, Adrian, really did a good job of, like, somebody at the club was like, oh, my brother would have been beating the crap out of him. I'm like, first, I don't really think that's their nature. Secondly, like, everybody handles situations like that differently. Secondly, I don't think that's what she would have wanted at all. Um, And in their minds, they're probably like, thank God, like, get rid of him. Um, And they were assisting her and helping her in a bunch of different other ways. So I really appreciated their family dynamic. Um, They seemed very close together. Her mom basically walked out of their lives when she was a really little girl. Um, And then so suddenly her mom is like trying to come back in. It's like, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. But she's a very flighty person. Um, She wasn't there for Freya growing up. Um, They have a really solid discussion about it later in the book because they do a strong reconnecting together. Uh, One of the tasks for a wedding is... She has to bring a, like, a wedding guest, like, a date that is surprising. And so she ends up bringing her mom because I love her dad is, like, even though she, like, left her dad and it really hurt him, I think, um, he still encourages her and her his son to have a relationship, um, which I think that's pretty incredible. Like, this woman, you know, hurt your kids and you, and you still want her, like, you still want that relationship there if it's possible to heal. And so he's a really great dad. Like, I want to just hug him. I love him as much as I love the dad from the Royal We. And, like, I love that dad a lot. As a single mom, I really appreciated that part of the Mm -hmm. book. And I love the dad. And he Mm -hmm. gets a happy story, too. He does. Yeah. Um, But um, I just really love that piece of this is not about my hurt. This Mm -hmm. is about the relationship I want you to have. And And he did such a good job with that. That's incredible. And oh, Blanche! If you hear a dog, that's Blanche. She's cute. She has opinions. She scratched me, but it's okay because it was love. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so the whole like dumping part was a really intense scene. Um, and then from there, that's when her friends sort of rally with her and they start making this plan. So do you want to continue on with the next bit or how fresh is this in your mind? When did you read this one? Um, I can tell you, I think it was a June read or early July. Um, but what I really liked, so what I loved about Katie Birchall is just the funny situations she mm-hmm. put her char- puts her characters in. I know, I just opened the up the she book them. to a random page and it's the worm attacking her scene. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you imagine like all of these weddings that she's kind of dreading going to Mm -hmm. and her friends putting her in these crazy situations and then her just deciding to go for it like that's what I love there are Mm -hmm. all these funny little scenes throughout that just send her it's that comic relief that you need and you know you can imagine there's the the cute character that she kind of falls for but he catches her when she's running down the hall naked. Um, again, not iconic. I saw it coming, but I needed it. You knew it was going to happen. You knew it was coming and it was as perfect as you wanted it to be. And you didn't mind that you knew it was coming. Yeah. And even before she starts doing these challenges, she was already trying to like learn new things and it was like failing. She's like, I can't cook at all. I suddenly am Southern apparently. Evidently. Yeah. But that was weird. Um, and so that's what she's doing where she's taking up gardening, gardening and, um, she just starts and like, she's a worm. Like basically she touched a worm and she's like, it attacked me. No, it's a worm. <laughs> and it's really they funny. Kind of- and I'm not describing that scene well, but I see a worm just attacked me. What? A worm flung itself at me. Katie Birchall is just such a fabulous writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, you will laugh out loud in hysterics and places. And everyone agreed last night that um, they had that reaction to this as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I forgot about the vicar breaking down the door because <laughs> she gets stuck in a bathroom. So it's at one of the weddings and uh, she gets stuck in the bathroom in there and basically the vicar, which is a priest, because um, it's set in England. Um how to break down the door to get her out of there. It was really funny. And in addition to kicking her ex-fiance in the balls in front of his parents who tell him that he deserved it, mm-hmm. she also gets to throw alcohol in his face yeah. at the end of the book. So at the final end, I know we're skipping over a little bit here, but at the end, um, that was one of my favorite scenes in this whole book because that was when he was completely gaslighting her. He came up to her and was like, oh, I thought you could be, like, a grown-up adult about this, but I guess I was wrong. He's at on a date with a girl, and, like, she was just minding her own business. She was trying to not make eye contact. He chose to get up and walk to her, and so he said something else, and all of a sudden she, like, dead stopped, turned around, and she's like, oh, you wanted to try the wine? Splash. And then her friend Ruby was like, splash, and blah, blah, blah. And then I can't remember what the other friend's name. Um, What was her name? She was a delight as well. She was one of the friends from a wedding that was going on. Um, And to be fair, Freya had been quite civil to him. Yeah. And all the crap. Simone, that was it. Yeah. So for her to say that. And Simone wanted to engage right away. Yeah. But she held back. But then once everybody else did, then she was free to play. Yep. A hundred percent. And it was such a good scene. And... it's like a scene where I wanted to be there and that's where once that scene happened and somebody made this comment last night too and it was one that I had thought as well that this book 
would be a perfect book to movie. Like, oh yeah. This would great make a great movie adaptation. Um it would be such a fun movie to go see. Yeah. I think I would have loved to have seen more of like the challenges in the book and how that directly correlated with some of the growth because we got I think I just wanted a little bit more meat to that bit, not necessarily make the book longer, but I wanted to see more about those challenges like in her real life. So it just once you got through the first little chunk the beginning, it started going boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I felt like some of it moved a little fast without giving us more information going on. Yeah. In her life. Like, I would have loved to see more about her, like, gardening maybe. Or just, like, a little bit more description of her talking about that with people. Um, instead, we got a lot of just, you know, oh, time for another wedding. And so, there is a gentleman she keeps running into at these weddings. And the first interaction is not great. She works for, like, a... Um, a marketer um, for alcohol. Yeah, so they do like branding for different um, alcohol brands, like every like beer, liquor, spirits, all the jazz. Um, and he is uh, he works at a oh my god like a microbrewery. A, yeah, so he's a toll brewery bro. In my opinion, that's what I pictured him as. And you just know instantly, it's like oh, it's it's not necessarily enemies to lovers, but they are a little bit like excuse me, like you are being very rude right now. And he was like, rah, rah, rah. and he owns up to it too, because he was super hungover the first time that they met. And so he like slept in the car for hours because they were on their way to a wedding. And um, somebody like her friend texted her. She's like, would you mind if my friend or if whatever could ride with you? So it was not a great first interaction, but no. And we had some fun last night with everybody's impressions of what these characters would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of fun. This is a prime example of it's not cheating if they're fictional. Should we introduce what that means? I was going to say, we have been plotting shenanigans of our own. And we have a lot of really fun stuff coming up over the next few months that we want you to be involved in. But one of them is our new tagline. And if you would like to say it again. It's not cheating. <laughs> If they're fictional. (laughs) It's so true. Oh, we have a lot of fun things coming up that we want you to be a part of. And so we got to thinking about book boyfriends. And Jamie would from this book would be a great book boyfriend, Uh by the way. And we decided Like, how can I mold my boyfriend to look like be like him? (laughs) Well, the good parts. Yeah. You have a pretty sweet, sweet boyfriend. So (laughs) we don't want to change him too much. But um, you know, we do have all of these books that we love and we kept talking about these book boyfriends last night and it was kind of rattling around in my head and rattling around in Rachel's, I'm sure as well. And so we came up with, it's not cheating if they're fictional mm-hmm. and we're really excited about it. We're going to build some stuff around it. Um, and we hope that you will be as excited about it as well. Um, we'll probably get a hashtag going. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I had to like mention it. I'm so excited it's, for I, it. We're so excited. We um we have a really good partnership. I know we've talked about um Rachel's gifts are things that oh. are not gifts for me. And I hope I bring something to it as well. You but bring the, the most amount of time, the amount of stuff we came out up with this afternoon in a very short amount of time. Just whenever we get together, it's just magical with ideas. It's fun. So we are so excited. 
Okay, sorry. A little detour over. Back to the book. Um, but yeah, so totally like it would not be cheating because he's like this person. He's is totally fictional. fictional, and so we can obsess over him all we want. He was one you instantly like. At least for me, I was like, oh my goodness, I love this gentleman. Which is where I would have loved to pick up like more spiciness because I'm like, this is a solid um romantic character like the love interest i'm like where i want i want more of that and we kind of almost had a scene of it so um during one of the wedding scenes but where matthew the idiot interrupted it oh yeah but she allowed it to happen I know, however I agree, part I of me was like okay if the person i had been with for 12 years so okay I'll back it up for a second. <laughs> back it up. Um, so during one of the challenges, she has to streak through a hallway at the wedding. And she, like, leaves the wedding. He's like, oh, I'll come with you. She's like, no, 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 no. You know, like, she's like, stay, enjoy. I'm just going to go. I have an early flight. And so she, like, totally, like, preps herself. She's like, okay, I've got this. I've got this. And then she almost, like, left without the um, key card for the room. She's like, oh, hold, like, death grip on it now. And so she does it. And she's like, this is great. And then all of a sudden... She hears her name and she's like screaming because he came back for her. And it's like, like, little leg kick, you know, yeah. <laughs> like pop, um, foot popping moment, as um, Princess Mia Thermopolis would say from uh, Princess Diaries. Yeah, the foot popping moment. That was a foot popping moment. Oh, that could be another thing that we could do for Merchy Fam. Made my foot pop. Okay, sorry, tangent. Uh, anyways, so she's like screaming. She gets in, and then like she's like grabs a robe when she's back in the room, and all of a sudden it's like knocking. She's like Freya. She's like go away. Like no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> Which is the only appropriate response yeah. right there. And um, so he come like she lets him in, and they like go into a like hardcore makeout session, and she's singing. She's like, wow, this wouldn't take long if he were just to take my clothes off right now. Oh. My bro, because he's like, there's nothing going on. She's like, but I applaud him for not like trying anything more because he has a lot of opportunity for that. And I was like, nice. Again, I'm like, I like this gentleman. And so then her phone's like ringing, ringing, ringing. And finally, she doesn't ignore it anymore. And she picks it up because it is Matthew. And what I, Matthew. Yeah. I mean, Ex fiance. Um, and you know, and he's strong. Yes. And okay. So a lot of people were like, why would she pick it up? And I, I'm one of those people, but at the same time, I'm like, if I was with someone for 12 years and I get that many phone calls immediately in my mind, I'm like something bad happened. Like just because you're not together anymore, you've been with this person, know everything about them for the most part that I'm like, what if like a parent died or something tragic happened and he really needed your help? You know, not necessarily agree that she should be the support system anymore. Um, but I understand. You're I understand that. You're a good human. Yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of you to say. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, I am? Um, I don't know. So I just like, that's where my mind went. Um, but so she does pick up the phone. She talks to him. And he's like, I miss you. I need you. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, we can talk tomorrow. Which that, I was like, mm, that's a mistake. Because once you realize he's drunk calling you. I was like, don't make plans with him anymore. That's him. But Jamie's already hit the Yeah, road so she turns she around and he's gone. And I was like, boo. I don't blame Jamie on that. I no. don't either, but boo. No, it's so sad. It was a bummer. But. It was really, a, no. Um, and then, of course, Matthew goes her the next day. Yeah. he's an oh idiot. Did yeah. we mention that? <laughs> I don't think so. Not enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's trash. Garbage human. Yeah. And he's like, don't be a dick. Don't call 
that really annoyed me. But that felt like, that was like a real prime example, in my opinion. Like, that felt like not just fictionalized, that seemed very legitimate to me. Oh, it could totally Um, have happened. And so I appreciated that in her writing because I thought that was a very relatable scene. Um, Like, I've had a moment like that, too. And um, a lot of times when you put up a barrier in a rom-com between mm-hmm. two people, sometimes it's kind of like a fake barrier. And yeah. You're like, oh, if they just talked, they right. would get through this. I thought that barrier and creating mm-hmm. that tension between Jamie and Freya yep. could totally have happened mm-hmm. in real life. And 100%. I thought that was like a really nice way of doing it that wasn't cliche. 100%. And I'm glad that she didn't go back to him. Yeah. And I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I'm adding Matthew to the list of fictional characters that I want to throw punch. Ooh. Yeah. Do we have a list? I, can I don't know, but couple. in many of the episodes I've mentioned, like, I would throw punch this person. Yeah. So. I can totally see that. Matthew was, like, and I, granted, he was written to be the bad guy, right? Yeah. But he is also but just. he's so bad. Yeah. It, and the thing, it's not even, like an over-the-top characterization. It's very classic. And oh, yeah. So, and I'm not saying just, like, men. I'm saying people in general. Like, when the, this kind of person, of person... It's a personality. Like this, yeah. yeah. So, it's very yeah. narcissistic. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. So, she later runs into... Um, I almost called her Miriam. It's Jamie. 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 Harini. I think of Harini. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so she runs into him at a with like out of like a stag uh, or a sten. It's a stag hen combo, which is the bachelor bachelorette party for the Brits. Um, so she runs into him there, and like they just have some really solid moments. But after that, she hasn't like spoken to him after like the whole like answering the phone call thing. And so as she's making her way through her life and really, you know, trying to get back on her feet in a sense of you just had your world flipped upside down. She, after like, she had a discussion with her boss and he, she learned that he is, um, like what, what, uh, aerial acrobatics. He does aerial acrobatics. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. And so she decides to take a class and she's like, Oh, Hey, I'm not far from the hugging bear or dancing bear brewery. And Jamie so she, works. yeah, it's there. He works. And she like goes in there and she's like, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> like they have like a cute little moments getting there and then panics and is like, I gotta go. Like, she just totally runs away. Um, and so we get to the last wedding, which is for friends and um, Leo and Ruby's. Right, Leo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she learns, like, what her last task is. And they said, you have to ask him out. And she's like, who? And they're like, and she, like, turns around and doesn't see anybody. And they're like, you have to ask him out. And turns around and she's like, it's like the people parted and there he was. And it's such a cute Heart, made my heart melt. Such a good movie. It would. It would really, really, really. Um, I wanted a movie. So, do you have any other thoughts that are things that you want to talk about? Um, in the book, I really just loved the supporting characters throughout this, and all the weddings were really nice and diverse, and get, brought a lot of variety into the story. Um, that I appreciated being able to read about. Um, I. I enjoy. It. I gave it three stars just because I wanted a little more from it. Um, I think in the book club I rated it three and a half, but Goodreads three. Um, oh gosh, the computer's running low. We gotta, yeah, close it out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Um, <laughs> our next book club book is Booked on a Feeling by G.C. Lee. So start reading it 
now because we'll talk about that in about a month probably yep. on the podcast and the next episode will be about stories set in bookstores yeah bookstore setting <laughs> which come on like that's a dream right that's my story it is oh your story God. i can't wait <gasps> oh i should write about as a book if i was a writer i'm not much of a writer we'll get ellen mm. to write it oh my god yeah well, we were glad to have you. Keep listening. Go back and listen to the ones you haven't listened to yet. And watch social media for some contests we'll have coming up. Yeah, we're doing some giveaways in the works. And then keep an eye out for when we do um, our merch. Because even if it's just us wearing our merch, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> we're, we're excited. <laughs> All right. Thank you, friends. Love you. Thanks for listening to the Between the Covers podcast. You can follow Deanne at E-O-D-B-R-T and Rachel at More Than The Pages on Instagram and everything podcast related at at Between The Covers Pod. Between The Covers Pod is produced by our local indie bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the pod with all your amazing people in your life.